is this lady losing her mind or am I losing my mind? But we're going to figure it out together as we cover Millennium Actress this week on Shonen and Sons. I'm here. <laughs> uh, here I am, rock you like a hurricane. What's up, brother? Oh, man, Chris, we are coming back uh, from our, our North Carolina trip. Um, oh, man, what a great time. What a and, and, and great performances all across the board, by the way. That is right. And we're not just talking about Petey Pablo's concert. We're talking about... Uh... <laughs> We did, the we, impromptu <laughs> concert at Sharky's. Who'd have thought? That's right. We did. We did. We had a good day of cards, man. It was a. It was a we good. We did. Uh, yeah. No, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, definitely. The, the 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 hype in the room was there. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a it was a blast, man. You know, as soon as I got in the Uber, I was like, "Damn, it's over." Now I got to wait a couple months right. to see the homies again. But you know, that's right. We try to cram as much drinking and gaming as we can into one you know short weekend, and then. Right back to the old nine to five, but uh, you know, I'm telling you, Chris, we are back once again for some more Shonen and Sud as well today. Like you said at the top of this thing, we're talking about uh, Millennium Actress, <laughs> or trying to anyway. Yeah, we're gonna try it. It is a um, if if you guys haven't seen Millennium Actress, uh, you know, stop the tape here, come back after you check it out. It's free on Tubi, it's free on Freebie, it's free on a lot of different. Mm-hmm obscure apps that you'll find on your Roku if you just, right. if you just search Millennium Actress you will find it um <laughs> yeah it is so spoilers ahead sort of it is a I don't it, it's kind of a confusing story kind of a very simplistic story not a lot of setup not a lot yeah. of payoff but it looks really nice and very low stakes yeah. very very low stakes what we're talking about here like we're just there's no there's not really any heroes and villains per se. Like we're just, we're just interviewing an old woman, man. Yeah. And, and I don't know if they're trying to lean into like, you know, if she's being, if she's just an old lady that's forgetting how things went or if she's kind of Mm -hmm. mixing her stories, you know, typical things that, you know, the elderly will do. They'll, they'll tell you the same story, uh, Five different ways, you know, and you've heard it 20,000 times before. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And I, I, I'm getting that age, Cody, where I'm starting to do the same thing. Oh, man. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It happens to the best of us, Chris, you know. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a it's kind of a, a mixed bag. I don't know. It's it's hard, a little bit confusing sometimes, but I think I got the premise. It's just there's not a lot of... I, I didn't understand. There's no, like, payoff at the end. It's just like... They yeah, end. I don't know. Not, not a lot. Not a lot of steak on this sandwich is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is bread mayonnaise, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a more of a wish sandwich here. Like I wish they'd have, they'd have fleshed this out a little bit more. But also too, right? I said there's a whole lot of nothing going on, but we'll talk about it best we can. But you know, we'll we'll get to that, of course. You know, because we like to repeat the same thing five different ways. We are back for Shonen and Suds. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass. And, yeah, it's Millennium Actress, but we, uh, you know, that's not what we're, that's not all we're talking about today, obviously. We, um, you know, we've got the poll winner, which is going to take, which is going to take us into next week. And, uh, Cody, I honestly don't know of the show that won, which uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and say it, uh, Onimusha on our poll. So we will be watching the Netflix anime Onimusha. Cody, how many episodes uh, are, are on the show? 
Yeah, I got it pulled up here. It looks like it's eight episodes. Um, for this. Okay, so we're gonna crank this out in one go. So that means, Cody, we're gonna need another poll today. That is right, Chris. So we will probably do another movie after this one. Um, mm -hmm. I I still don't think Jujutsu Kaisen has done um, dubbing. I don't know what takes this company so goddamn long to to finish a season, but Jesus. Come on, what are we they doing? Take their, they take their sweet <laughs> ass time. That's what they're I know. Let's see here. What the hell? But, you know, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled on you, guys. And I'm looking it up to see if it actually is finally done being dubbed. But you know, that's right. We'll get to that whenever we do. Um, so we'll probably just do another movie poll uh, after this one. Mm-hmm. And Perfect. Uh, actually, Chris, you know what? I think we might have had a tie. Hang on. Oh, hold on now, hold on now. I think last week. No, no, no. We'll do a new. Let's just do a new poll. Polls are fun. We're gonna do a poll. Okay. Okay. Um, polls are in fact fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it looks like Onimusha is just a quick eight episodes. Um, twenty-two to thirty-six minute episodes. So they're. Oh man, this is bite-sized. Yeah, about a four-hour runtime. Um, I haven't really heard a lot of my like. You know, like my friend circles or anybody talking about it. Oh, same. Now, granted, it it came out November second, so it it's it's kind of it's pretty fresh. Um, maybe yeah. not a lot of people have checked it out. Um, we mentioned before, I think when we first saw the news of this show coming out, uh, we played you you had played all of the games, I believe. Yes, yeah, they're they are all fantastic games. Like they're just that that resident that old Resident Evil style, like um. The thick, the rendered 3D backgrounds, fixed camera angles, very like early, like because this game was out before Devil May Cry, before Resident Evil Four. Like this was to me, it felt like this was the prototype of what the next Resident Evil games are going to be like, which is ultimately not really what happened because they kind of scrapped it and went the Resident Evil Four direction. But um, these games were really, really good. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing, I don't know if it was the first or the second one. I'm looking at the covers mm -hmm. now to try and remember. The first one, I think, was, a, it, it wasn't a PlayStation 2 launch title. It was one of, like, the first games that came out after launch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these cases. I, re I recognize all of these cases for like, from, like, my childhood, mm -hmm. seeing them on, like, friend shelves yep. and things. Um, uh, Onimusha 3 has a Jean Renault in it, which is really dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, remember. I... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say I don't know if this one's gonna like loosely follow the game or if it's gonna take place afterwards. I'm sure we'll be able to figure that out once. We... Yeah. Also, no clue. Yeah, no clue on um who's uh who the main character is in the anime. Is it gonna be Sam Nosuke? Is it gonna be Jubei? Or is it gonna be an original character? I don't know. We'll find out because uh, that's what we're watching next week. Yeah, and I remember um uh, seeing. The, I remember when we first watched the trailer, the animation looked a little off, but, you know, we've said that before, and we've we've really enjoyed a lot of the shows that we thought looked kind of kind of iffy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, thinking about, like, the Dragon Ball Super movie. Um, thinking yeah. About, uh, yeah, the animation style looks very, like, weird, blocky CGI, but, well, you know, the Grudge of Edenberg. Uh, I think you might have been thinking of Grudge yeah. of Edenberg. Yeah, Grudge of Edenberg was the yeah. other one I was trying to think of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're going to be covering next week is Onimusha. Um, we do have some news, just a little bit. Um, speaking of, you mm -hmm. know, Chris, we went to North Carolina to play Final Fantasy. Um, and Final Fantasy Advent Children is going to be back in theaters. Yeah. 
Um, the 21st and 22nd, I believe, was it's ultimately the weekend before the weekend before the the next Final Fantasy remake game comes out, Rebirth. Exactly. Yeah. Which I believe is, is literally a week that Friday, that Saturday, and then the following Friday is when Rebirth comes out. So. Yeah, my my birthday is the 28th. Rebirth comes out probably like like 10 p.m. on my birthday because it'll be technically the 29th or whatever. You know yep, how they yep. And Chris, you won't see me for a good week. You won't hear from me. I'll just be <laughs> fucking radio locked, silent, locked up in my room, monster energy cans all over the place, and uh, just dressed in your Zach in your Zach cosplay until until the platinum trophy has been achieved. I will. Uh, there you go. I'm not leaving. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not leaving. Yeah, very excited for that. And, and we kind of both talked about we'll probably both go see the. Uh, Advent Children in theaters, just just because it's yeah not our favorite movie, but it's it's a classic really at this point. Yeah, I mean I'm a little bummed I'm not getting the double feature with that and Spirits Within, but you know, like you know whatever. I guess I can't. I guess I can't have my cake and eat it too. That's all right. You can find Spirits Within probably on one of those sketchy <laughs> one of those sketchy apps for free. I would imagine. Oh, oh, it's it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, brother. Spirits Within is God damn it. It's on Hulu. If you want to watch it, it is for free right there. The, the Final Fantasy, truly the Final Fantasy classic. Chris, I have it on on Blu-ray. I I can see it from here. So. Oh, <laughs> love that! I pop yeah, that, what, I pop, that gonna... pop that Blu-ray in one single time. <laughs> just just to remember why. I was like, "Yep, this is still bad." All right. <laughs> but nah, man, I'm ready for uh, you know, I'm ready for my Doctor Aki Ross car. Where, where's my Aki, Aki Ross box topper for next set? Oh man, I have an Aki Ross figure. Somewhere in, in like a tote somewhere. Um, oh my god! Yeah, Aki Ross was an interesting character that, that people really uh really fangirled over or fanboyed over, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a very over sexualized character at the time. Just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> Pretty sure she was on the cover of like Maxim or something when I was like she was five years so, old. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's that's the day you grew your first mustache. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, she she was she was the AI girlfriend before there was AI girlfriends. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. News wise, I'm like scrolling through Anime News Network to see if there's. Well, well I mean, well, there is. I mean, one that we uh we dropped the ball. You know, we speak. You know, it all comes back to North Carolina. Somehow, Cody, that same weekend, Cowboy Bebop was the movie was just in movie in the theaters for like three days. What a misplay on our part! Uh, oh man, we fucked up. We were, we were right there. We were within <laughs> spitting distance of a movie theater. I was gonna say we we're at a bar across the street from a movie theater. We should have just should have at least pulled. Had up. I have no. And you know what, Chris? It, we were. I was watching the UFC fights. I was talking about how mm-hmm. I always wanted to see the UFC fights in a theater. I should have just uh-huh. pulled up to check, and then I would have. We would have seen that the Bebop movie Say. was in and. It would have been like, check, please, and then just scoot right on over. Yeah. But, you know, mis- misplays were made, and, you know, it ha- it happens, but we'll catch it next that's time. That's right. We, we, we won't let this opportunity slip by again. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll do it right. We'll definitely do it right. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, that's really all we got going on. But you know what, Cody? We've got a we you know, we've got a sit down. We've got a nice little interview coming up with, uh, with this wonderful actress that we're going to cover. But, uh, Cody. Because we're in for a real crazy adventure, we can't do this sober. Not a lick. So, Cody, I need to know, 
and the folks at home need to know. What are you drinking on this Sunday brunch edition? Well, Chris, unfortunately, this is the first time in a long time I don't have a crack for you. Um, but, but it, you know, we're just we're just keeping it simple this Sunday morning with a nice vodka, uh, some lemonade, mio, and some water. You know, just mm, classic. Just staying good and cleansed for the football games. That's right. Yeah, trying to work off the calories that we ingested uh, <laughs> eating all that fried food at, at Sharky. Oh my God, <laughs> that's right. We had the Sharky sampler, pretty much everything fried. We just we we enjoyed it. enough fried pickles to choke an elephant. Exactly, yeah, but yeah, just doing just keeping it simple, a little vodka mio. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are you drinking this uh, this brunch edition of Shonen and Suds? Well, you know, no, normally you know this isn't coffee hour for me, but you know, I've I've got myself a little coffee with some Bailey's in it, just a classic Sunday morning uh, treat for myself. Because it's uh you know the temperatures dropped like thirty degrees in the last twelve hours, so you know we went from having like seventy degree days here, now we're like at forty degrees outside right now. So, oh, see, you know, need something, need something to warm me up. I would say when it's forty here, you know that's short season for me. Uh huh. That's right. It is. It is currently a cool uh, thirty five where I'm at. So. Oh, nice. But yeah, you know, love the Baileys. You know, doing the old old Greg. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Could you learn to love me? Exactly. Um, oh, we're here for it. I could quote old, old Greg all day, but that would make this podcast way too long. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But it might make it a little bit better, because, Cody, we got a we got a wacky one here. Yeah. Millennium Actress. I, I don't... I kind of don't really know where to begin because I think I messaged you about 40 minutes into the movie. I'm like, Cody, I'm, I'm lost. What am I still, what am I watching? Like, are they really time traveling? Is she just losing her mind or what? We were on a train. Now we're in feudal Japan. I, was, uh, I had no idea what I was watching. It, it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, I, I was, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it, Chris, I was like, I like it. I, I think what it is is she's telling the story, and her her sense of reality or what happened kind of gets a little bit muddled with the movies that she mm-hmm. was playing and the characters she was playing. Uh, old people be doing that. But like, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like she's tripping over herself telling the same story because we see a lot of these same moments of her, like you know, uh-huh. chasing after this guy and like hiding him from the authorities, whatever authorities at that time are looking for him, and then. Mm-hmm. trying to meet back up with them and he gives her this key that's going to unlock everything but we never get any payoff or anything for that so it's like i don't know <laughs> it's it just kind of is this movie just kind of happens like and here's the thing while i was completely lost it wasn't awful but this there were just no stakes in the movie we were just kind of this was a weird Okay, what am I trying to say? I can see why you would you would animate a movie like this because of the you know the the the, the story jumping and you know the locale jumping. Um, it, it makes for great animation, but I don't know if it necessarily makes for a great movie. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, like I see why we're watching it, but why do I why do I care about this? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a bit of a, a muddled mess, kind of like the story she's trying to tell. Um, definitely yeah. one of those movies that could not like work on a 
as far as like a live action goes, like you couldn't do this as a live yeah, action. Yeah, no way. It has to stay in the it, it would it Right. In, unless they took like the stylized like sucker punch style, you know, route. Yeah, but even then it's still just like it sounds, Which I'll it's tell just, you right now. It sounds like I'm the biggest simp for that movie. I was gonna say. Uh, I love me some Sucker Punch. I could tell. I could tell when you brought it up. I haven't heard Sucker Punch right. be brought up in a minute. <laughs> Not the movie. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> has. That's right. Um, but yeah, I guess we could just kind of dive into it. So this is, I believe it's the second feature-length film from Satoshi Kon. Let me double-check that. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like it was, at, I mean, it was most definitely after Perfect Blue, right? Like, there's no way I'm just tripping on that. Yeah, this is the... This is the second, the Perfect Blue. He was the that was his first director role, uh, and then it was Millennium Actors, Tokyo Godfathers. Okay. Of course, um, we know he wrote Memories, the segment of Memories, mm -hmm. uh, Magnetic Rose, which is one of our favorites. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, this is his second film, his first time being a director and a writer on a film, and um, you know, we we talked about before we started recording how Memories and Perfect Blue kind of have some some weird things going on that aren't really explained, and this one kind of really pushes the envelope on weird things going on and mm -hmm. kind of just confusing uh, the viewer. Um, yeah, because uh, for a little bit, like, I thought we were legitimately, like, are we, like, are we legitimately time-traveling? Are we legitimately just jumping from universe to universe? Are we trapped inside of her movies, you know? Well, yeah, and, you know, I guess we could just go ahead and dive into it. Um so, basically, we we meet our our one of our main characters, Ginya Tachibana. Pretty much just goes with mm -hmm. Tachibana, uh, and Ida is basically his cameraman. Uh, and they are going to interview Chioko Fujiwara, who is um, an actress at Gine Studios, um, which is currently like basically being tore down because they've gone bankrupt. Um, and and she's she was you know the the biggest star from the studio. Um, She's retired from acting, and she's kind of become like the wiki calls her a recluse. Like she is just like away from the mm -hmm. away from the the bright lights of you know Hollywood and Tokyo and all that stuff. She is just you know kind of doing her own thing. Um, and <laughs> Chris, you mentioned it perfectly um, before we recorded. You said it was kind of like a Titanic interview because it, <laughs> it reminded me of that as soon as this movie started. That, um, that's exactly how it felt, dude. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and so. They go in, introduce her, themselves to her, um, and when they meet... It's been 84 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Tachibana has this key that uh, believes belongs to Choco, and he gives it mm -hmm. to her, and she can... Like, she is very, like... You can you can tell there's some, some emotion, like, some emotional attachment to this key. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, they start the camera roll, and they kind of just start... Telling the story of her life, yeah, and it, through her filmography, which is kind of cool because we're like I said, we're jumping from various locales. Which, again, this is why I say it makes for great animation because it's fun watching them go from a box train to to you know a feudal Japan to you know World War Two. You know what I mean? Like it was just really cool watching them bounce around. Yeah, it, it's cool to watch them all bounce around, and like animation-wise, it looks awesome, especially for the times, because I think this movie came out in like 2001, um, mm -hmm. and so, or I guess 2002, maybe over here, um, uh, you know, I was animated in 2001, all that stuff. Um, 
Oh, absolutely. But it definitely doesn't help us kind of, it doesn't help us figure out what's going on. It, it makes it, no. it kind of muddles it and makes it very confusing. Um, but th- we also get to see, like, as a teenager, she's, I, th- I can't remember if she's waiting on a train or if she's heading to the train. Um, it's snowing out, and there's this mm-hmm. guy being chased by um, the authorities. And he's he's injured. He he manages to hop over this fence, and she's like looking for him. Um, the authorities come up to her, and you know, classic movie fashion, where she's like, "Did you see where he went?" And she points the the opposite direction. Classic. Goes and meets up. Works with him. every time. Yeah, he kind of tends to his wounds because he's bleeding. Um, and he gives mm-hmm. her, you know, they they have this talk, this unnamed person, because they don't even like introduce each, like get introduced to each other. Um. He gives her this key. He's an artist. Um, he's opposed to the Japanese Sino War. Um, or Sino War, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, and basically tells her that this key is going to like open the door to everything. Um, which, <laughs> you know, doesn't really... To me, the viewer, it sounds kind of far-fetched, but she really becomes attached to this idea and like chasing after this guy mm-hmm. for pretty much the majority of her life. Um, there's also some like he, he mentions like the full moon and like it's the last day before like the waning starts and all this stuff, which I think mm-hmm. just kind of leans into the symbolism that you see in this movie. Um, yes. Like for example, towards the end when there's like the rocket taking off to space in the one film that she was doing, um, you see mm-hmm. like the moon in the background, like of the thrusters of the rocket. And I kind of like saw some symbolism there, but uh, <laughs> the movie is still just a bit of a mess. So, Oh yeah, I'm just complete. I was completely lost, especially when like the movie opens up, and you know, like the rocket launch is happening, and then you just start seeing the video in the guy's office, like completely rewind back through all the different things, and it was like, wait, what, what's happening? Like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely uh, you know all over the place. Um, but basically, after this, this guy runs off. Um, we kind of the chase begins for her to catch up to him, and. Mm-hmm. The way they, the way she tells it to us is through, like, you know, she became this this actress and started getting, you know, more and more famous to try and get this artist, this unnamed artist, to recognize her and find her. Um, you know, she's got this. She and the whole time she's wearing the key around her neck. Um, she has to deal with like, you know, this other famous actress who can't stand her. She's kind of a bitch. Ends up stealing the key for her, from her down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to see like kind of the same repeating characters, like the the main cop that was chasing the artist at the beginning, um, he kind of appears as the authority figure in all of these movies. And I don't know, again, if, if it's just this, this elderly woman telling the story and getting her stories muddled together, mm-hmm. or if every one of these movies just had the same plot of her like <laughs> chasing and running from authorities and escaping with him and then rinse, recycle, repeat. Um, yeah, eventually we get to the point... Like in in the, in the actual story where she loses the key during filming one day because of an earthquake, um, mm-hmm. which kind of happens to her a lot. Like she's prone to being around earthquakes. They, she said at the beginning of her story that when she was born there was an earthquake, and this earthquake happens, causing her to lose the key. Um, which kind of like you know that's that's one of the like the main things she's carrying. Like it's like the key to to. The basement and Attack on Titan. Like, if Aaron lost the key, it'd be like, well, shit. Oh, the show's <laughs> over. Even though, like, you know, like, 
even though that didn't happen, but like you could imagine like the 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 sense of defeat that would kind of overcome. Yes. Um, and we we come to find out that uh, the actress that didn't like her, um, I can't remember her name. Um, I think it's Aiko. Some raggedy bitch. Aiko Shimao, I believe is her name. She was like the she's the bitchy character in the whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. And she actually stole the key out of jealousy, gave it to Junichi, who was the director of the movie, who um, Shioko had later on ended up like. You know, she gave up her, her quest to find this artist and ended up marrying this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And later on, you know, while they're married, she finds it in their house. Like, she finds the key and fucking confronts him. Like, yo, where the... <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what are this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, they stole, like, the most important thing to her and, like, kept it hidden just so you could, like, marry her. And I don't know. It just He just seems like a shady dude, too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and then um, we come to find out that our boy Tachibana, who's the director of this um, documentary, that's or the <clears throat> the guy that's filming this documentary, turns out he used to work at Guinea Studios. Yep, it and, was very like kind of like in the background, kind of very forgettable. Yeah, he was just like a uh, you know a, an extra and a little like, like a grip, yeah, <laughs> key grip. <laughs> um. But yeah, he he ended up coming across the key, um, and eventually that that former military policeman, not not you know playing the villain in any movies or anything, it's the same one that chased the guy in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, comes back and kind of spills the beans to Tachibana, um, that you know he that artist, they eventually caught up to him and tortured him to try to get information, you know, because he was opposed to the politics of this war that was going on. Um, and they tortured him and all this stuff, and he never gave up anything. He didn't even, like, make a peep and was eventually killed. Um, and Chioko doesn't know that. Um, and so he he kind of has to, like, he, he kind of has to present that to her. Um, but before any of that can really happen, uh, we get hit by another earthquake during the interview. Um, which Chioko, she's an old lady, so she, like... She's one slip or fall from like her deathbed, and um, oh, absolutely! And this earthquake kind of kind of puts her there. Um, and you, we get this this inspirational kind of line at the end, um, talking about that you know it wasn't you know even though she never got to see this this artist again, the, this man that she had been chasing, it was the 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 thrill of the search that's that what made her like love the most. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Yeah, aw. That's uh. But yeah, that's that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, let me take a deep breath here because that's the fucking movie. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I I honestly I thought there was gonna be a lot more to it, but it's kind of just a. <laughs> it made it. Kind of just it. <laughs> like it made it seem more complicated than it was it was kind of just a simplistic thing like oh she was after this guy he gave her a key told her to like it would unlock all of these things for whatever reason she was obsessed with that and chose to like base her life on that and you know do whatever it took to get this guy's attention which never worked um never saw her again and uh but she loved chasing after him yeah whoever he is (laughs) I don't know. It's just a very weird. Yeah. It's, a bit... it's, never, it's never really 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a weird one. Um, I, I didn't hate the movie. It was just, I don't know. I didn't understand why she was so obsessed with going after him. Um, but yeah, as far as like a you know an mm-hmm. art piece, as far as like a, an incredible piece of animation, like it's it, it's great to look at. It's just it's definitely that. Yeah, that's 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 about it though. Like, it, it's kind of it's kind of. It's in weird territory. Like it's a movie that warrants a second watch, but I don't know if I care enough to watch it a second time. So it's kind of in this weird, like, kind of, kind of this like this weird conundrum for me, you know. Actually, here on the themes of on the wiki page, it says in the previous film, Perfect Blue, he tried to confuse the audience by depicting the inner turmoil and chaos of the main character through the mixture of fiction and reality, but in this film, his intention is not to confuse the audience, but to let the audience enjoy the mixture of fiction and reality itself. Which is interesting, if you think well, about it. You know, it but I was, still, yeah. I was still more confused in this movie than I was in Perfect Blue. So, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, well, because there were, like, stakes in Perfect Blue. Like, there was a legitimate thing that was happening. It was life-or-death situation, whereas this is just kind of like, I- I've got a story to tell, and I'm going to tell it. Yeah, I-, I thought this was going to end up being, like, some more of, a little bit more of, like, a love story type thing. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, a, you're just chasing ghosts, basically. Like, <laughs> like you're just chasing a yeah. person you don't really know. You met them one time. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't. yeah. I mean, that's probably the best best way to put it: chasing ghosts. But uh, with that being said, Cody, where are we going to put it at on our rankings? This is our fifty third movie. Wow, we have we have a whole year's worth of movies. Yes. Um. So for me, this is kind of yeah. just middle of the road. I didn't like. I said I didn't hate the movie. Um. Yeah. I, I think it probably could be a little bit better on like a second watch. Um. And it's not like it's not down in the catacombs where of unwatchable movies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so for me, Chris, I'm going to put this one above Nino Cooney and below Steam Boy. Um, kind of right in the middle. It'll be my new number thirty-four. Um, it's it's a fine movie. Um, mm-hmm. Just I, I I wish there was more to to grasp onto. It was kind of just like. A, uh, just a, a muddled mess, which is, I think, is kind of what they were going for. Um, but it, it just didn't didn't strike those the the right chords with me. It didn't hit like the, you know, people can notice like the themes and the symbolism and stuff, but like that doesn't do yeah. enough for me. I need something to actually like get invested to, and there wasn't really much there. For me. So it, it'll be my yeah. new um, my new number thirty four. What about you? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of funny as I look through my list. We've got your obvious S tier movies. You've got your really good movies. You've got your solid watches. Then you have like this kind of like kind of just whatever pile, like this whatever section before you get to the unwatchable stuff, like stuff like oh, it's a movie, like your fireworks, your bubbles, your steam boys, like um, you know, like your Demon City Sinjukus, movies that aren't bad, but they're just kind of whatever. Um, I think this fits right into that. Um, it's that weird where it's like, I could watch it again, but I don't really feel the need to watch it again. So what will happen is I'll watch it when I completely forget. And then I'll be in the exact same boat where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh yeah. I remember last time, you know, you just kind of start going down that mental rabbit hole. Um, but you know, I say all that to say, uh, this movie was very whatever, and it's going to be right below Steam Boy and right above Demon City Sinjuku as my new 37. 
All right, let me get that added in here. Oh, Chris, I do have actually, some. Oh, go ahead. No, what's up? I was going to say, I believe that should actually be 38, because I see on my list Princess Mononoke and a silent voice are on the same line. Oh, As number nine. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, it's my new number 38. I also have Grudge of Edinburgh for you somewhere else. Oh, wait, no, that's old. Never mind. Right, no, I've got I've got parts one and I've got two separates one separate one and twos. Uh, yeah, if you look at my hero rising, <laughs> Grudge of Edenberg's like also there. Let me just delete that. Oh, whoopsers. Yeah, you, you know what, Chris? You know, uh, it, oh yeah, these uh these rankings might be a bit of a mess. This might have been our fifty fourth movie. I don't know. Uh, a, this is our millennium actress moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all blurred together. Um, That's right. It's all, what's fiction? What's reality? I don't even know. But you said below Steam Boy above. Mincity Shinjuku. Yes. Okay. Let me get that added. So in it's here. in the late thirties. It is in the late thirties. Just the way, you, just the way you like your ladies at Sharkies. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, Chris. Uh, one more bit of news here before we we close out. Ooh, how about the presses? Yeah, Chris. So you know, I haven't been as big into Funko Pops as as of late. Um, uh huh. But I'm the Funko Pop guy at work. So anytime somebody brings some in, and Chris, wouldn't you know it? Mm-hmm. First, I got an L from Death Note. Came walking through the door. Um, oh, that's pretty dope. Which those are very hard to find. Um, so I got one of those. And then mm-hmm. Chris, not not only did he have L, Chris, he also had the limited edition chase of Vash the Stampede. Get the fuck out of here! And this is not, you know, this isn't no, uh, this ain't no. <laughs> Trigun, whatever. This is the OG Trigun. This is the good oh, stuff. No man. Trigun Stampede here. This is Vash, spiky hair and, a, and all. Um, That's right. Love that. Yeah, so now I think I'm going to collect the full set of the Trigun ones. I got the hardest one to get, though. That's... It's all it's all downhill from yeah. here, because like the rest of them you can find. like I mean, hell, we have a second-hand bookstore called Second and Charles, um, where we live, and literally they had every single one of the Triguns except for the, the Chase one. Yeah, let me... Uh... I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a photo of this one real quick. That way you can get a hell yeah. Because yeah. I bought a. It is. Because I, I think the regular one he's bought... not wearing the glasses, uh-huh. and this one, the only difference is he's wearing the glasses, but it looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Managed, yeah. I'll be Robbie. Uh... Managed to pick that up. Um. And and I mean it's a small line of pops, so I might just go ahead and knock those out just because. I think it's only Knives, Merrill, Millie, Wolfwood, and then they have the big guy from the first episode also. Oh, nice! Yeah, because I've got I've got the Wolfwood one. Yeah, that was the that was the immediate snap purchase. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just a little little Funko update. I'm still eyeballing the Yusuke that we've had in the store since I started working there. But I'm... oh man, one of our one of my newest uh, coworkers, uh, the one one of the most recent hires that we had on our team. Uh, when he's you know you know you know people when you start working at an office, they'll start to <clears throat> get comfortable with everybody and they'll start putting like personal effects on their desk and shit. My man whips out a fucking Yusuke Funko Pop, and I was like, hmm, here, there it is. <laughs> he's one of the boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, hopefully it's not the demon one, and hopefully it's the cool one in the green. No, it's it's regular old Yusuke in his fucking school outfit. I say that thing is expensive. This is an expensive yeah, Funko Pop, like most of the Yu Hakusho ones. Um, mm-hmm. One day, as I'll, they should be. One day I'll grab that Kuwabara if it ever comes through the store. Right. But uh, 
Yeah, man. Chris, that's going to do it for us. This is a pretty short episode. You know, we're we're getting ready to the AFC Championship will be starting here in a, a few hours. That's right. So, uh, you know, my house is going to be Chuck, very we got, loud. We got a Chiefs. We got some Chiefs fans in here, so it's going to get. Uh, oh man. Well, we both know that it that it's going to happen. The NFL is rigged because they want nothing more than that Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey kiss under the Lombardi Trophy, um, oh, yeah. and they'll be damned if they don't get it. Oh yeah, I mean she she declined to play the halftime show earlier this year, so they're like, we're gonna get you there one way or the other. So oh, exactly, exactly, and you're gonna kiss him under that Lombardi Trophy. That's right. This world needs a hero, and it might have to just be Lamar Jackson to prevent uh, the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Right. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We'll see what happens. We will yeah. see what happens. But I'm hoping for the I'm hoping for the Motor City miracle today, brother. Yeah, I'm 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 cheering on the Lions, man. That's what that's what I'm cheering yeah, for. I hope they get there all the way. Me too, um, me too. Um, but yeah, guys, once again, uh, we're going to be covering Onimusha next week, all eight episodes. You can check it out on Netflix. Um, and then our poll. Ready? Oh, wait. Shit, Chris, we need a poll. Oh, yeah, I was, you almost let it, let <laughs> us go without it. I was about to sign off. Hold on. Pump the brake. Oh, oh M gosh. Unreal. Unreal. Go back to what was our previous poll? I'm, I'm, I'm copying. I'm copy-posting the, the old homework here. Um, no, nothing wrong with that. All right. So I had Porco Rosso. You had Robot Carnival, and you had the Deer. Yeah, I'm gonna run. I'm running those two back. I need one more Porco Rosso, and you know what? I'll do. It's another Satoshi Kone film. We're just gonna keep this weird train going. Um, there it is. I will do Tokyo Godfather. Either I'm gonna find out which one came first. I I feel like Paprika came first, but I could be wrong. So we went, no, he didn't do Paprika, did he? No, he did. did that, he that, was, that was his last full okay. length. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll do uh, Tokyo Godfathers in, in place of that. So there I'll it do, is. It'll be Robot Carnival, The Deer King, Tokyo Godfathers, and Porco Rosso are our, on our next poll. Um, and yeah, Onimusha covering it next week. Well, I'm glad we talked through that because otherwise we would have been shit out of luck. All right. So. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um. But yeah, that's that's going to do it this week on Shonen Insuds, guys. Uh, my name is Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and we will see you next week when we watch uh, another Kona film.